Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. This is Nicole Hannah-Jones, creator of the 1619 Project from the New York Times Magazine. The project makes a case that you don't often hear in history textbooks, that slavery was foundational to America. So it wasn't surprising that we ignited a fierce debate among historians about these issues. But that's the power of the New York Times, to spark an important dialogue with bold, rigorous reporting that forces us to examine our assumptions. To learn more, go to nytimes.com slash worth it. Hi, I'm Imri, and welcome to the Wannabe Podcast, the podcast that takes you high achievers from where you are to where you want to be in 30 minutes or less. For this episode, I'm joined by Ruby Rout, the founder of WookaWare. WookaWare is environmentally friendly and sustainable period underwear. In today's episode, Ruby and I discuss chalpity, a practice in Nepal that exiled women to period huts when they won their periods. We cover how the poor conditions around periods ultimately led to Ruby, who studied environmental science, to design and manufacture wookwear with no prior experience in fashion or manufacturing. In this episode, you will learn the key elements in the manufacturing of a garment, how to turn your childhood experiences into a business, and how to find advisors and mentors when you have no experience in the industry you're entering. Enjoy! Hi, Ruby. Hello. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm good. I am okay. Thank you so much for coming to be on the podcast. Thank you for inviting me. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to get you get get used to it okay you'll be fine um so the first question I always ask my guests are who did you want to be before you became who you are today and why oh I just wanted to be a very ambitious woman um like who I don't have any exactly figure but since I was very young I always competed myself against men And I always wanted to be better than them, you know. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why. It was just like, that was my mission. That was like, to be better than men. Because I think men are more privileged than women. I I, I particularly find that. That's definitely true, yeah. And then since since I was in school, I was like, I got to beat that boy. Whether that's in sports, that's in studying, anything. Did you beat the guys? I did, sometimes. Well done, well done. (laughs) So for the listeners who don't know... Uh, Ruby has created Waka. Wooka. Wooka. Oh my yeah. God. I said it right the first time. <laughs> yeah, and then I, it is very hard. It's a, it's short form for, yeah. W-U-K-A. Yeah. And it is a period panty. It is. Do you have a technical term for it? Uh, uh, another name for it? Or no. Period panty. We, we just, just say period underwear. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, period underwear for anyone menstruating. So yeah. that could be women, that could be non-binary, that could be transgender. We are for all the menstruators. All active menstruating yes. people. So was that a deliberate choice in your branding to make sure that it was very inclusive? Like yes. you actively thought about that. 
Was that something that came from you yourself or from within your team? No, it came within our team. My team, it's just me and my husband. We're working together. He knows oh. ins and outs of period, I guess now. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it came out as a team because we wanted everybody to feel included. Um, many times I go and I see a talk and then often questions come about, like, what about transgender? Have you thought about them? So we wanted to be very inclusive. Yeah, that's yeah, really awesome. Yeah, and then our underwear is very, uh, what do you call it? Unisex. Unisex, yes. Yeah. Yes. Gen- I saw it. It's like neutral. gender neutral. Yeah. They look cool. They've kind of just got like a cool vibe. Like yeah. I could totally see someone wearing them with like low riding jeans and just like having the band just yeah. pop out just because like that old yeah, which 90s is what, hip hop style. Yeah. Make a statement about you having period, you know, wake up kick ass. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we say. It's a wuka is wake up kick ass period basically. So why periods and why period pants? So I have a bit of a love and hate relationship for period actually. Don't we um, all? Yeah. <laughs> Since, um, so I grew up in Nepal. Nepal is very, very famous for this social culture called Chopadi. Chopadi is like, um, uh, whenever you are in your period, you're not allowed to touch any men. You're not allowed to do any household chores. You're not allowed to cook, clean, go to any temples. Um, so basically you're untouchable for four days. Oh, wow. I mean, when you put it like that, yeah, that sounds pretty extreme. It it was. And, um, I I was 12 years old uh, when I had my first period. Um, then all of a sudden, all of my society thought that, oh, this is the first time you're having period. You should go and live somewhere else. You Wait, shouldn't what? see it. Yeah. <laughs> that is extreme. It is. Uh, it still daunts me. Like, I'm not like, what did I do wrong? Especially yeah. when you were a teenager, so many hormones going up and down, right? Yeah. And then all of a sudden, some society comes and tells you to like, oh, we'll put you away for four or five days. Well, like by yourself or with uh, another female relative? Like, Yeah. So culturally, what happens, still happens in a far western part of Nepal is you are sent to a cow shed called menstrual hut. Okay. Either they are like tiny hut where you have to creep in or they are cow shed. But because we lived in the eastern part of Nepal, a little bit de- developed than compared to the western part of Nepal. Yeah. Um, so I had to go and stay in my aunt's house for seven days. Inside a room, I was given a bowl and a cup and plate. And that's it, seven, down, seven days lockdown. Wow. Yeah. That's like, that's insane. That's like quarantine. It is almost like, right. And then you're not allowed to talk to any boys, male. I was not allowed to go out and play. So seven days you miss the school. Yeah. Everything. That is just so debilitating. The worst thing used to be the school though. Um, We had a communal toilet. As in like a unisex one? No. Now you'll be surprised. As in like no doors and stuff? Um, you'll be surprised now. <laughs> so I went to a private school paying mm-hmm. fees and everything. And we went to the, the toilet and the toilet is like this. Um, basically there's a canal inside okay. the toilet, a long one. Yeah. And then you girls go and sit down and then we on the canal kind of thing. Three, four at a time. So As, but how would you, are you not sitting on someone else's pee? Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> 
but, but it's it's we squat right oh okay so yeah okay so sure um so there are like four or five girls squatting at the same time weighing sure. and then there's this canal then that goes down to the drain and all this kind of thing yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, that's all worst thing is like when you're in your period and you have got this blood flow down oh god that used to be like the worst bit yeah so i used to hate going to the losing the school sometimes i used to hold so much and I used to go home and I had to eat all day, like holding it for all day. Then I started developing a gallbladder problem. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was pretty bad. And I, I'm sure there are many girls who went through the same thing. Or what you do is like uh, miss the middle of the class while the lesson is happening. And then you go and say, like, can I use the toilet so that you can use the toilet in privacy? Yeah, kind of yeah, thing. yeah. Toilet in um, developing country like India, Nepal, Bangladesh. It's such a huge problem. Mm-hmm. I mean, if any... NGOs are going from here to help the people in in terms of menstrual hygiene education. I would say make a safer toilet. Yeah, that's the first thing to tackle any any kind of either diseases or menstrual hygiene problem. Er, everything. All right. So that was kind of the background as to why you wanted to kind of get involved in yeah. periods and period patterns. Yeah. Did you design it yourself? Okay. So. To continue the story from Nepal, I came here, did the environmental science degree. Nice. And then I started realizing we consume so much, like everything, the amount of waste we generate, right? Mm-hmm. In terms of design. So we were brainstorming quite a lot. Um, my husband is a design, he makes, a, he, he does a product design and all this kind of thing. Cool. But he does with the apps. Oh, even cooler. <laughs> Yeah. So when you're having periods, sometimes you want to sleep on it. And and there are many, many incidents of people having accidents. Oh, my God. The accidents I have had with a pad. So what I've designed the underwear is so that it comes further quite up back so that you can sleep comfortably. And out of 24 testers who came, who we gave the prototype to, 17 mm-hmm. came back and 10 out of 10 for sleeping with it so people it's a kind of like reassuring for you that next morning you can just wake up feeling good and all this kind of thing and not worry about any leak so that is one of my main main goal with the with the underwear was to make it comfortable and at least secure when you are sleeping at night maybe london fashion week next year we might have period walk (laughs) Oh my god, that would be so cool. Also, yeah. I feel like that's very press friendly. Like, they will just be like, "Oh my god, this person's doing crazy things." Yeah. Like, let's let's find out what that's about. And before you know it, you've got like a whole thing going. Yeah, <laughs> like multicolored pants. Yes. Um, with how how are you going to sell them? So, is it quite affordable? And also, would you not need multiple? underwears for like is it going to be sold in like packs of seven um so that you have one for each day or are you meant are are you kind of expecting people to kind of wash wear or alternate or use them alongside other products or what what's what's the plan what was the thinking there to start with you can always try one and buy one and see whether that's your thing um people are different they like different things to try out you can buy a single we advise you to buy at least four to five pairs so that you can wash and use it again, wash and use it again kind of thing. Um, yeah, so we do sell in packs. 
cost-wise, they are slightly cheaper than your two years worth of tampons and pad. And that is the li- life of what we are saying for the underwear. You can wash up to 50 washes. Oh, okay. That means it's like roughly two years kind of thing. Uh, but doesn't mean that you cannot use after two years. You can use forever. But it is coated, with, the absorbent fabric is coated with antibacterial and it gets washed away with the washes, many washes to come. So oh, interesting. Yeah, a lot of um, material science behind the whole underwear as well. You'd have to think about the hygiene and how do, it doesn't smell and grow bacteria and all this kind of thing. So yeah, you have to keep that all in mind. I was helping uh, to run this uh, a project uh, with Women's Environmental Network. They're based in London. I did volunteer with them as well last year in summer. And uh, I was helping them to run an environmental project. Environmental? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what I did was I ran a pilot project in one of the schools where we went and talked about different reusable menstrual product Mm -hmm. so that could be menstrual cup that could be reusable pads and then when I was doing the delivering the a little project over there I was like bing maybe we should make an underwear (laughs) (laughs) that moment you know came home and then I was like okay let's try and find out how much that pad holds rip that pad open what is inside that it soaks all of that then we started looking at this gel kind of substance and my stepson helped me oh wow yeah you would be surprised he's 14 years old now oh <laughs> yeah so the whole idea started then it's a lot of hard work especially in the beginning when you are researching materials mm-hmm. trying to find the right materials and all this kind of thing um we also wanted something that is eco-friendly material not mm-hmm. go to the cotton side cotton is one of the second dirtiest crop in the world so they use a lot of pesticides yeah. to grow the cotton that's why uh, people are switching to organic cotton and stuff. So next time, think I have about, no idea about yes, this. <laughs> um, yeah. So we were trying to be more environmental friendly. So we found this fabric called Micromodal, What's super that? soft. It's a uh, cellulose from a beech tree, beech tree. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And so, and then it's quite environmental friendly as well. You don't have to use that much of chemical when you're making it. So we decided we'll go with that. Um, and then the absorbent fabric, again, tried from everywhere. You, I, we sourced some from America, some from China, some from Europe, different, mm-hmm. and tested out which one is better. And then we finally finally managed to find one from UK. Oh, we were like, Yay! <laughs> um, <clears throat> So they are manufactured in UK, and they're a small company. So it's nice to support them and help them, and their fabric was the best. It holds 200 times its own weight. This is Nicole Hannah-Jones, creator of the 1619 Project from the New York Times Magazine. The project makes a case that you don't often hear in history textbooks, that slavery was foundational to America. So it wasn't surprising that we ignited a fierce debate among historians about these issues. But that's the power of the New York Times, to spark an important dialogue with bold, rigorous reporting that forces us to examine our assumptions. To learn more, go to nytimes.com slash worth it. In water. What has been your kind of biggest achievement with this so far? The the day that we pushed the button in Kickstarter, um, that was like, it's happening. It's happened like we are doing this kind of moment, you know? Yeah. All this time, it has always been like a side project and... 
we learned I le- I learned so much. I mean, from fashion to the material science to yeah. design and to marketing and everything. Um, yeah, the 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 moment when you press the button was like, this is real. Yes, <laughs> you know? now people can see it and yeah. actually decide if they want to. Exactly. So, what is your goal on Kickstarter? Oh, not much. Well, we are just asking for six thousand pounds. That's reasonable. Yeah. And what are your kind of end goals with the Kickstarter? Um, meaning. As in, what's your objective? So is it just so that you can produce more inventory and then sell it? Or is it for other costs? Like what What yeah. are people pledging towards? Purely just for the production. Ah, nice. Okay. Yeah. So the marketing and everything we are putting from our side. Um, half of the product cost is already done. So it's only the later half that's required. So we have secured the manufacturer. Mm-hmm. In China, we had to go China. I just still feel like, but but this is somewhere to start. Yeah, no. Yeah, because I I really wanted to start this whole thing in Nepal. Empower women as well so that they can make some underwear for us. Um, But when we did the sample testing and stuff... It didn't come out to be like what we wanted. It, As in like the quality wasn't what you wanted or design, the design wise. Yeah. Uh, they weren't just like, it just wasn't coming out. Yeah. Aesthetically pleasing. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and then, it diplomatically. <laughs> so we had to move to China and then they have given us the finest quality and we're very pleased with it. So to start with, maybe we will go build up our foundation and stuff and then maybe hopefully we'll move the the whole industry to nepal and train the people over there yeah yeah, yeah. Um, i think that's a noble effort i think uh more ethical kind of. yeah so have you met with competitor brands here in the uk or in america even who are doing similar or the same thing who gave you kind of really useful insight or advice did you reach out to them um, not doing the same thing and we didn't know, we don't know anybody has done the the underwear so far in UK, but uh, we did get some consulting from fashion industry to say what are the step of producing a, a piece of clothes clothing yeah. line and stuff. So you go and talk to them about pattern cutting, sample making, designing. So it's it's a it's a step by step process, and I think you need to take all of it before you finalize on your size on your design mm-hmm. and then move on to making a sample or a production kind of thing how'd you go about making a sample so this was super new to me i had no idea <laughs> especially move and i was like looking everywhere in the london one if they can do a, a pattern cutting so that's the first thing that you do when you're doing a clothing line is you have a design in your mind yeah and you go to a pattern cutter and they'll make you a pattern. How do you find a pattern cutter? I feel like I'm just going to keep layering <laughs> the questions on. I'm so sorry. But, I'm so fascinated. So um, I was looking at how to, like the baby steps of mm-hmm. going into fashion industry. And then there was like, the first step was like finding the pattern cutter. So yeah. I Googled anyone in London who I can go and reach out to. So I did go to some of the textile expo. Okay, and all this kind of, thing. and then I picked their brains. Like, what do we do now? Next step, what's going to be if you want to be in the fashion industry and stuff? So they give me a few names. I call them and ask them, like, so I'm trying to do so and so. What's the next steps going to be? Um, and then after getting quote from a few people, yeah, what's the cost and stuff? We've managed to find this one really local to London. 
And uh, pretty much you go over there, then they will describe you the process. And then once you have that pattern, then uh, that's your masterpiece. Wherever you go, you have to have that. And then they will grade according to it. So that size it out for you. Oh, okay. Yeah. So Sizing is fascinating. Yeah, <laughs> sizing is fascinating because everybody's different, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And especially for our underwear, it has been quite challenging because you want you don't want loose fitting. Mm-hmm. You want tight and a bit snug. Uh, kind of underwear so despite the size that we made um, it didn't come out to be the one for the prototype yeah it didn't come out to be the right size for right person kind of thing so interesting yeah it is quite interesting either somebody is saying it's too big somebody's saying too small so we had to go back and reiterate it again okay a new pattern cut or just have a new sample made pattern 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 is as it is, yeah. it's just the new grading and stuff. Ah, so you need to work okay. on the grading. So yeah, so went back and did that. Does the pattern cutter do the grading for you or does someone else do the grading? There are different... The one that we chose did only the sample making and pattern cutting. Okay. But they knew somebody who does the grading. Oh, okay. So you can either reach by them or just find somebody who does a grading and they'll do... You can have it in a digital or hard copy digital in different formats so that if you're manufacturing in UK uh in any part of the world you can send them a digital version of it and print oh, yeah, that's it out. Cool. Yeah. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you chiching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. And you can carry the hard copy if you want to, whenever, if you are going local place and making some, your clothing line. Oh, this is so interesting. I know. <laughs> so this has all of any learning curve, like yeah. so much. Yeah. So the whole sizing thing was like going back and doing it again. And then putting out in a different model. Mm-hmm. Is it a snug fit fit kind of thing? So that was quite important. And yeah, the best thing is like whenever there is like events, free events and stuff, always go out and reach out to people, get the cards, drop a line next day and then say like, oh, I'm dr- I'm interested in talking to you. Mm-hmm. And then meet for a coffee or tea and then talk whatever, any question that, that, you, that you want to ask. Yeah, that's really smart. <clears throat> I think that's come up a few times for people who... I try to break into an industry. Everyone has said you need to like go and make face-to-face connections. Yes, the internet's really good at kind of solidifying the connection you've made. And sometimes it's useful to reach out on like LinkedIn or Twitter. But typically if you can meet someone face-to-face that it helps get you a little bit further through the door. 
Yeah. So as soon as I, after I graduate, uh, I did the 50 Coffee Networking. 50 Coffee Networking. Yeah. Is that the name of the event or no. that's what you had 50 coffees? Yeah. <laughs> so that was a challenge to myself to meet 50 like people. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I don't. But that was my like mission to meet 50 people from various industry that I would like to work in. Yeah. And then reach out to them, no matter they're a CEO or just some, I don't know, anybody who's working in the company. Yeah. Just reach out to them and ask them what they are doing and um, you are interested on such kind of field. Is there any internship available? Yeah. So always reach out, always reach out. That's a really good yeah. advice. And, and you can, you can always challenge yourself and maybe write a blog asking like interview questions, what they asked and what they got the reply and those kind of things. Yeah. I found blogging or writing like an interview series was a really great way to get to people that I didn't know I could get to before. Yeah. So if I had just asked for like, just I just want to pick your brains. I probably wouldn't have gotten very far. Yeah. Um, however, if I say, oh, I'm writing an interview series or I'm doing a, a piece on, I don't know, cloud computing, I could tend to get to someone quite senior quite quickly yeah. um, under the under the premise that I'm actually here to ask you quite important questions. Um, and yeah, that was kind of a new thing I learned um, in my career when I was doing marketing. That was about two, three years ago. So yeah, no, it's, that's quite smart. And we've got social media, right? I mean, everyone is available in there. You can ask anytime, I guess. You really it's can. A- Most of my outreach happens on Twitter. Yeah. Um, now Facebook seems to be doing stuff for me. So that's really helpful. <laughs> Facebook never used to do anything for me. So now I'm just like, I don't know what to do with all of this information and access that I have on Facebook. Yeah. But I, I do like social media as a means of kind of like having that initial approach and then actually solidifying that with kind of in-person connection yeah yeah definitely um yeah I'm most of the time in social media too again social media don't rush it takes time for you to establish yourself you know so just take it easy maybe a couple of people at a time kind of thing especially it's quite overwhelming that you want to do something and you want to spread the whole world word out to the whole world and and when you see that it's not happening and you're just like oh, this is like frustrating kind of moment. But throughout this process, I've learned like, oh, I'll just take it easy, a step at a time kind of thing, you know? Yeah. That's Everything will fall into pieces. Yeah, many times we get frustrated and we just give up. I think we should, do, <laughs> <laughs> we should stop doing that, I guess. Um, yeah. Um, okay, so that's perfect. And just to wrap up the episode, I need to know what the best advice you've ever received is and what the worst advice you've ever received is best advice that I've ever received is um, putting the hours. It doesn't matter whether you are good at it or you don't know anything. It's the amount of hours that you put on anything that matters. Amazing. So that's constantly for anything. If you're an athletic, if you are a computer geek, it's the, it's the amount of hours. Mm-hmm. You have to put, a, put it towards it. Practice, practice, practice. Mm-hmm. And then you'll reach towards your goal. So I, and I'll, I always think that, yes, do that. And then the other one that I really like is like um, about 70% of successful is by showing up. Yeah. And which many people don't do. And I, I have that moments where I'm like, you book an event and you're like, oh, you have to go there. And then by the time it comes in, I'm like, oh, I'm so tired and lazy and it's cold and wet outside. I don't yeah. want to go. 
but you gotta go. That's your first step towards being successful or meeting amazing people, you yeah, know? Yeah, that's true. So, so yeah, please, please do that. Show up. Show up. Add put in the hours. Yes. I feel like that's complimentary advice. <laughs> yeah. And what about the worst advice you've ever received? Worst advice that I've ever received? Mm. There are many times, like, people give you advice on do this, do that. Like if you ask for uh, a review on something, um, that could be uh, writing a book or something. People have different opinions mm-hmm. and they give you this opinion that this is right, this is wrong, this is right, this is wrong. But it's you who knows what is right or wrong, mm-hmm. you know? Listen, but do the right thing, what your mind or heart tells. And many times people have done that and then you kind of put yourself down because you're not doing it right kind of thing don't let that happen and I I don't like taking those kind of negative advices if you've got something positive and complimentary about it please do share it but in a more like a sandwich approach you know yeah the shit sandwich yeah (laughs) (laughs) so yeah in that in that way so yeah try and be positive about what you do every time, every time. Um, if you believe in yourself, that's the way to go it. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Ruby. <laughs> Thank you. It's been such a treat. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a lovely conversation. <laughs> I told you. It's I know. super easy. So there you have it. I hope you guys better understand the process of manufacturing a garment and what it takes to be successful. A huge thank you to Ruby from Wukaware who just reached their fundraising target on Kickstarter. A massive congratulations to them. You can still help and donate to Kickstarter and they have a new stretch goal of £7,000 and they're very much on their way to reaching that in the next couple of days. You can follow Ruby's work on Twitter and Instagram at Wukaware, W-U-K-A-W-E-A-R or by visiting wuka.co.uk. Right. Thank you all for voting on Twitter for the next subject for Prisca and I. You can ask questions on brands and marketing and your careers if you really want to by emailing wb at shoutoutnetwork.co.uk or visiting wannabepodcast.com and hitting Ask Prisca. Also remember to include your brand name or industry so we can offer very specific advice. The poll has been really exciting and it's been really neck and neck. So we know exactly what topics you guys are interested in covering in these months and month episodes. Also stay tuned for themed months coming in January, beginning with designers and illustrators. So I'm speaking to some really cool cartoonist illustrators and graphic designers about their process and how you can enter that field. So if that is of interest to anyone, please make sure you are subscribed up Right, this podcast is created by the Shout Out Network. Thank you to them for creating and recording these episodes. SON are offering up to 25% off their studio time, so visit shoutoutnetwork.co.uk if you are interested in recording your podcast in central London. Please do subscribe on iTunes and share this episode with a friend who might be interested in fashion design and manufacturing. Follow Wannabe at Wannabe Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. And to get extended show notes and all the tools and resources we may have mentioned in this episode, visit wannabepodcast.com. Right, thank you guys so much for being here. I'm signing out. Bye. Hold up. 
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.